Welcome to Bee Bite, the podcast where we discuss our life experiences from the ups to the downs to everything in between. I'm one of your hosts, Lily. This is Mario. Welcome. Happy Monday, Tuesday, Friday? Uh, I guess Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today is a Tuesday. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, like we, like we mentioned in previous episodes, we record in random days. So depending what we feel like, then that's the day we record it shouldn't be like that, but it is. <laughs> it is what it is, but you know, we made it to work, so all good. So before we jump into our topics, what's going on with you, Lily, this past week? Anything interesting happening? Mm, um, it was my birthday over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I actually went to a concert with my friend, and it was really good. And I had a great time. It was really fun. That's awesome. Yeah, for me this week, or this past week, I had a homework that's due on Sunday. So I've been working a lot on it. I was able to submit my homework a couple hours before it was due date. And then I was so happy. I was like, oh yeah, I'm so done. I went to badminton and played played some games. I came back around 12 or 1, I think. And then because I'm taking two classes right this semester, so there there were there was another class that have assignments too. Uh, when I look at the due date a few days ago, it was supposed to be due mm. on like thirty first of March or something. So I was like, yeah, I have enough time. You know, that class shouldn't be too hard. And I just so happened when I came back home after badminton, I just so happened to check okay. the course page and look at the due date. <laughs> so it turned out it's due on that morning at 5am <gasps> so I'm not sure if you remember but uh, the system that we're using now essentially it has this due date but also available until okay so the available until is much later like three days after basically like, you can still submit after the due date but there's like a 10% penalty or something for each day you're submitting late oh, okay. but that was the date I was yeah. referencing the due date to I didn't know oh amazing then i was like oh wow i only have three hours now okay let's go and then i was able to submit that one at 4 45 a.m 15 minutes before oh. due date. <laughs> wait this is yesterday this was sunday monday morning yeah so sunday monday night mo- monday morning right uh yeah. oh my goodness okay but, and then you're you're not one to stay up very late yeah, and then I basically sleep for two hours, then I start working at seven, so... <laughs> and then after I work yesterday, which is Monday, I did something, and then I went up and lay my bed at 7 p.m., and I haven't woke up since then until like 7 a.m. this morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, that makes sense if you didn't sleep uh, very much. So. Yeah. But no, all good, all good. Now I'm back in full Jeez. force. Yeah. Okay. Are you feeling like perfect after a twelve hour sleep? Well so because of those assignments I wasn't able to hike last Sunday, which is something that I did today because I wanted to hike one hike a week. Uh, so basically <laughs> during lunchtime I, I went to like this uh, like a community sort of area near the city I'm in and then I went to hike yeah okay so the problem is 
I only have one hour lunch break. Well, it it's not like hard cutoff, but I prefer to do it within one hour. And the hike takes about an hour and a half or something. So what I did is I ran <laughs> almost almost the entire way just so I can meet that one hour <laughs> sort of like guideline. Uh, but but yeah, I met it in like forty five minutes or something. So all good. Jeez! So the hike was supposed to take an hour and a half, and you finished it in forty five. According to All Trails, which is like an app that I use for hiking and stuff, uh, most people will finish us within an hour and a half or something. But yeah. Jeez. So. Holy crap! Okay. It's a quarter, you know. It's, you gotta you gotta get it done one hike a week, no skipping. Uh, <laughs> I would just skip it, but I. <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah. But. Crazy. So. Okay, now we are both back in full force. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, <laughs> yes. So this week, what are we talking about, Lizzie? We are what? How do I how do I say this in like one sentence? Like college life. If we could go back to undergrad, what would we do differently? And I guess, honestly, just like our college life in general, because I feel like we didn't we haven't really talked about college. No, what? We we've talked about college, but like <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. Am I losing? Yeah, not mind? not in depth. Yeah, we didn't talk in depth <laughs> about college, like the experiences that we have, but we talked briefly okay. on and off. Yeah, here and there in the okay. other episodes. I sound though. crazy today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Let's start off with let's see. We both went to the same college, Georgia Tech, and. I guess I have a story of how I chose Georgia Tech, yes. but do you have like any reasons on why you ended up there? For me, it's pretty basic. I think it's because, well, I was in Georgia for 10 plus years. Well, yeah, probably some years at that time, ever since I moved to US. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much like the best engineering school in the state, if not probably the best. Actually, the the major that I was majoring in is actually the best in the country for like 30 plus years. So, which is why naturally Georgia Tech will be my first choice. Did you want to stay in Georgia? Is that what it was? No, I actually don't want to stay in Georgia. But, you know, family is there. I had no choice. Oh, okay. If I had a choice, I at the time, I, I actually wanted to go to London instead. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, Oxford was a dream, uh, but also if I if I went to Oxford, I don't know how I would turn out now. So it's kind of interesting, <laughs> right? It's kind of interesting because at the time I was actually debating between majoring in business versus engineering. So ima- imagine oh. Mario with business degree. I don't know how that would look like. It would be very weird to me. I think. Yeah, Mario with a business degree from Oxford in London. I. <laughs> You'd be a completely different person. Yeah, so I'm happy with how it turned out, but yeah, just curious, like what what would happen if had I gone with different routes? Yeah, there's um not really related to this, but there was a time when I first moved to America that my name used to be Daisy, not Lily. Because um, when, you know, when like immigrant families come and they have a child there, they have like a, their 
normal Chinese or Asian name, then they make it, they simplify down to a simple American name. Um, mm, interesting. So my Chinese name starts with a D. And so they're like, okay, we got to find her like an English name that starts with the letter D. And for a few years, I was named Daisy. And then after like two-ish, three-ish years, my dad was like, no, you're Lily now. And so then that's when <laughs> I changed my name to Lily. Wait, so so why why did he decide to change suddenly from Daisy to Lily? Then? I have no idea. No Maybe clue. that's a story time from your dad. Something that, yeah, usually parents don't change name instantly unless they just, yeah, think either the Daisy is not good enough or something changed. Yeah, something about it changed because I remember back then it was we had like a family computer, right? And then you had to sign into your own account. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, like yes. on Windows. I know exactly what you're talking um, about. And it, mine used to say Daisy. Then I remember my dad coming home and he was like, you know, I don't really like Daisy anymore. We're going to change it to Lily. Mm. And so then he would go in and then change my account name to Lily. And I mean, this was back when I didn't really know English that well. So to me, it didn't really matter. But yeah. And then actually before Daisy, there was a version of my name that they were considering because my Chinese name also has an X in it. So it's like D... It has a D. It starts with a D and has an X. So one of the names they're considering for me is Dixie. Oh, what? Which is like a Dixie. Dixie? Mm-hmm. Which is like a really southern name. Okay. Yeah, I can and see that. And it's really weird. And I wonder what kind of person I would have become if I was named Dixie. I, I can picture you with the name Daisy or Pixie at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so one question that I was curious, like, mm-hmm. at the time, was your legal, like, did they change your legal name as they changed your name too, or did you have some, like, Chinese name as your legal name, if that makes sense? Mm, back then, it was still my Chinese name as the legal oh, name, okay. and they were just changing up, like, my nickname, you know? Got it, um, okay. Then when I was in high school, when I got my U.S. citizenship, that's when we legally changed it to Lily. Oh, okay, got it. That makes sense. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. But yeah, it's like, what, how much does a name or somebody's choices affect their outcome, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, name is really important. But... <laughs> I don't want to be Dixie, so I'm glad, I'm glad they changed it. Because I also had a time where I got my citizenship and I was like, hmm, should I name change my name to my Chinese <gasps> name, right? Oh, wait, what? Is your Chinese name not your... What's your legal name? No. So so in Indonesia, so Mario is oh, my legal name. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the the reason was because back then in Indonesia, this doesn't apply to everyone, but I think if you are like Chinese descendant that lives in Indonesia back then, during my time, I guess, you tend not to use Chinese name as a legal name. The reason is because like the discrimination was a thing before against Chinese descendants. So... Let's say if you if you try to renew your passport, right, and they see your name, if if they see your name is Chinese name, likely it will take more time than regular processing time. Oh. But but now it, that doesn't happen anymore. Now you can just name whatever. I don't think they care anymore. But it used to be that way. And I remember getting my citizenship. I was like, hmm, should I change my name? 
because I, I was debating right so first Mario is easy for people to remember right it's kind of especially Asian not, not many Asian named Mario I'm not gonna lie right no <laughs> no I don't know anybody else named Mario so there's pros pros and cons right pros is that it's easy for people to remember their name because likely there won't be another Asian friend that names Mario and then the cons is I, I think I've told you this before about when I call Uber or something right the driver drive by and then stops and then I, I try to open the door they're like are you are you Mario because they look at me like are you Mario I was like yeah I'm Mario what are you talking about because they were expecting like non-Asian oh, when they uh, see that name, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, well... Yeah. Mm. But I decided not to change because I think first is easier for people to recognize me. And then second is if I change my name, my legal name, I have to change all the documentation, which is pretty painful. Yes. Once you're an adult, so I decided not to change. Yeah, it was already kind of annoying when I was still in school and I don't really have, you know, you know, like you don't really have a lot of documents when you're still young, but it was still annoying. Yeah. I can't imagine like how it is once you yeah. like, have a car or own a house and then you said change your name, like holy crap. Yeah, that's pretty much more money also. That's, uh. that's also one of the reason why I'm not changing. So because you had to change your credit card, you had to change social security, you had to change everything, right? So oh, it's not yeah. worth, the, worth the hassle, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you were like already kind of unsure about it, then mm -hmm. yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, so okay, yes. back to the topic. Yeah, sorry for that <laughs> tangent. Here we go. Um, yeah. So how did you choose Georgia Tech as your school then to begin with? Did you consider other schools as well? So Georgia Tech, back when I was still in high school, for a lot of my friends, it was considered almost like a safety school back then just because like the levels weren't at quite as high as they are hmm. now like now it's kind of like it's pretty hard to get into georgia tech but there's also something that changed recently i'm not sure if you noticed uh i think if you are valedictorian and salutatorian in high schools in georgia or maybe even in the country you are automatically like admitted if you apply i know that's true for texas i didn't know that's true for georgia yeah, that they just changed that not too long ago. It <laughs> used to be not that way because I don't know if you remember, but there are there were stories where high school students that were salutatorian or valedictorian they still get rejected from tech. Oh, uh, like recently? Yeah, prior to this change, mm. because it was so competitive, right? It, it's not just about yeah. your grade anymore. There's other factors, things like extracurricular. The things that you're interested in. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like that's valid. Like, just because you have high grades doesn't mean that you deserve to get into a school. Yeah. But I mean, at the, like, regardless, it's not that easy to become the valedictorian or salutatorian yeah, of your true, school anyway. True. So I feel like it all kind of evens out. <laughs> yeah, that's why they made that change. So, so I guess, like, like we talked about, like nowadays, it's pretty difficult to get into tech. But before, when I was applying, I think my year might have been like one of the last years it was like quote unquote easy. I don't think it was ever like easy, but it was definitely easier. Mm. So there was a couple of public schools that were considered safety schools that basically most people that I was friends with like applied to and I had no intention of actually going for me if we're like, um, 
I had no intention of ever choosing Georgia Tech. It was just never in the cards for me. And one day, my senior year of high school, I watched a movie called How to Train Your Dragon. Have you seen it? No, I've never heard of it. You've never heard of it? <laughs> no. Mario! Sounds like, sounds like something I'll be interested to watch because the name itself is pretty interesting, right? It's so good! It's a DreamWorks movie. No, it's not on Netflix, but yeah, you can you can definitely find it. It's, um, it's a DreamWorks movie about this boy named Hiccup and he's just kind of an outcast in the Viking society because everybody else knows how to kill dragons, but he's the only one who doesn't want to kill them. Hmm. It's really good. Characters are really well done. Animation was beautiful. So then when I was watching that movie, I was watching it by myself late at night. And I was just really in awe of all the animation sequences. And I was like, dang, that would be really cool to do as like a career. You know, like I've always been interested in art in some form. So I was like, okay, let me see how I can figure this out. Because like, I think I mentioned this before, but art is not really something that's accepted as like a viable career for a lot of immigrant families, you know? Yeah, that's true. So like they, my parents would have never, never heard of it. They would have been like, absolutely not. They'll be like, Lily, you need to be either a doctor, lawyer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or what are, like, those th- what are those two? Let me pursue my dream. They'd be like, no, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, so... Right after the movie ended, I ran upstairs to my computer and I like tried to figure out what would be like a good major to get into animation that's not just art, right? And so one of the ways that I saw on the internet back then was saying like, oh, if you get a, if you go into computer science, there's like a a 3D modeling kind of track that you could go into and then that could be like a good enough gateway to get into animation and visual effects, stuff like that. And so I was like, all right, computer science sounds techy enough that my parents won't question it, right? But then (laughs) (laughs) I can finagle that into a career into animation. And then that day was the day that I applied to tech more seriously. And I like I had my essays written and stuff, but I just didn't really care about them because it was just to me like a throwaway application. But then I was like, okay, I'm gonna apply to tech and a couple other like engineering schools that would be good for um, good for this stuff. And I was just, yeah, that movie like changed the course of my life forever. <laughs> it was really well done, yeah. But in the end, we didn't. I didn't mm. end up. Um, wow going into animation obviously but it was still like a good gateway into georgia tech wow i'm surprised you have that you know relevation i guess if that's the word to say it it's like you find something like suddenly and say oh yeah this is what i'm trying to do it was crazy and the timing was just perfect because it was probably like a week or two weeks before the applications were due wow so last minute yeah (laughs) I know. I was like, I'm changing everything. And my parents were, because I, I was originally going to go to a liberal arts school mm. and just kind of, um, you know, they always talk about like breadth versus depth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, if I go to a liberal arts school, I could just do a lot of different things and then figure out my life from there. Wait, will you, you have been applying to Georgia, like University of Georgia or, or what? Like, which one were you considering? 
I applied to UGA, but that was another one that I wasn't going to go to. Oh, okay. Got it. I think the... So my mom works at this, like, Emory, the private. Hmm. Um, and so the private university. So she because she's been working there for so long, if I went there, it would actually be, like, I would get this humongous discount off tuition. Wait, you're talking about so like, Emory University? Mm-hmm. That's a bougie school right there. <laughs> I know, but I wouldn't have to pay for it because oh, my wow. mom works there. Yeah, you get you get to so meet a lot of like, rich people there for sure. Yeah, definitely. Private private schools are crazy, but that was that that would have been my main option is to just go to Emory, try who knows what, and then figure it out from there. Mm. But instead, I like decided like all right, computer science, I'm gonna like go all in on it. So I applied to like Georgia Tech, like MIT, Carnegie Mellon, and then these are like schools that I never mm. even considered before. And then when I f- like suddenly added them to my application, my parents were like, "What is going on? Like, what's happening to you?" <laughs> <laughs> you just say, "Oh, I just dream. I just dream to go to this school. So, you know, that's why I'm." Yeah, now. I was like, I really, I was like, I really, really, really want to do computer science now, and they oh, were like, God. they were like, "Really, you?" And I was like, "Absolutely." <laughs> did they question you like what did you eat last night Lily (laughs) oh my gosh they were they were like really happy I guess because um Mm. until then I didn't have any sort of plan set in stone Mm. so and the fact that I had a plan and then two the fact that the plan was quote-unquote acceptable you know for them so they didn't question it which is why I graduated with the computer science degree but it was more of a like a a cover-up for my parents while I did random things that I wanted to do, like design. Mm. Yeah, but it turned out it turned out well, so I don't think they can yeah, complain yeah. about anything at this point. Yeah, they. My mom still complains. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you got a computer science degree, right? Like, when are you gonna code? I'm like, I'm, I don't, I don't know how to break it to you now, but I'm never gonna code. Like, I just. <laughs> there are many things you can do with a computer science degree, so you don't have to necessarily code. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely not. And like when I go into jobs and new opportunities, I'm just like, may make it super clear. I'm like, I'm not going to code for you. Like, I'm just not. And my dad has accepted <laughs> this. But my mom is still holding out hope for when I become a developer. Mm. <laughs> you can just tell mom, it, it doesn't matter whether you code or not. It's, the matter is about like whether the money wire into your bank. That's <laughs> the most important part. <laughs> I feel like for, for Asian parents, I think that's what they care more. Like whether yeah. you, know, you can survive and make money and that's about it. As long yeah. as I get that paycheck. I don't know if they have... Yeah, that's why my dad is like, Lily's doing just fine. She's... <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, so I was basically a CS major, um, and then you said that your major was like, what did you say? Like the best in the nation for thirty years. So Jeez. I remember when I first gone in. Actually, I wanted to do chemical engineering in the beginning, mm-hmm. just because I think I I was very interested in chemistry in high school. Also due to a high school teacher here in U.S., right? So I was like, oh wow. You know, chemistry is pretty, pretty cool. So maybe something I would like to do. And I was like, oh yeah, Georgia Tech has chemical engineering. Maybe it sounds interesting. But the more I learn about what chemical engineering is, 
It's totally, totally <laughs> not related to chemi- chemistry at all, right? In short, like chemical engineering, just take the product of chemistry and then try to mass produce it, right? It's totally you're not mm-hmm. you're not producing, uh, you're not like basically creating something out of it. You just mass produce the the stuff that it was created from chemistry type of things. So I was like, okay, well that's not for me. And I was like, <laughs> hmm, what is the second choice here? Wait, would you have gone into like a a chemistry degree? Oh, that. I would not because I know the outlook of chemistry degree. There are two paths, right? Either you go to become doctor, right? Using a chemistry degree as a proxy for bachelor. Sure, sure, yeah. Or, you know, any kind of doctorate. Or you do something else, right? So at that time, I was like, okay, computer science or another engineering that sounds interesting, right? So my brother actually was doing computer science bachelor's back then right i was like nah i'm not gonna do something as him i don't want to be a copycat as him i you know, <laughs> totally know just because of him i didn't do computer science degree at all oh my god right which to this day maybe for the best or for the worst i don't know and then i was looking at through the list and i know industry like i was looking through the, all the engineering lists i was like mm, electrical engineering sounds pretty boring right and there was like a I think MSc, I forgot. oh, material science engineering. I was like, hmm, sounds interesting, but is it making money though, right? Because for Asian family, <laughs> that's the thing that they care about. And I was looking at industrial engineering. I was like, okay, yeah, it looks interesting, right? It's like a mixture of computer science, business, and math at the same time, if you think of it that way, mm-hmm. and engineering. Okay. And actually, people call it imaginary engineering. I'm not sure if you. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> I don't particularly know exactly what industrial engineering does. Yeah. Every time I asked about it, they just tell me, like, we make things more efficient. Yeah, 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 yeah. And exactly. I'm like, I, I mean, like, doesn't, yeah. shouldn't all engineering be, like, pretty efficient? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, so one thing I can relate about industrial engineering to computer science is we have a lot of different tracks, just like computer science, right? At Georgia Tech, at least. Mm. So industrial engineering, you have, like, operation research, which is more essentially like optimization based and that's geared toward more PhD. If you want to go toward PhD, then that's the, the track that you would take. And then there is like a supply chain route, which is like what we call the easy way out. <laughs> Usually if you, if you want to graduate easily without taking hard classes. Oh my God, that is so rude. That is the route, that's the route <laughs> that people take. And I always roast my friend with it, on it. I'd be like, yo, your supply chain, yo. Oh, so mean. <laughs> And then there, so there are there are other tracks. There's like quality assurance track, and I know these days they added another one called analytics, which is after I graduated, mm. uh, because we have a masters of uh, science and analytics as well that people go afterward if they want to. I actually chose operation research. I didn't I didn't take the easy route. Uh, okay, can I can I pause <laughs> you for that? Sure. Okay. So CS at Georgia Tech also has these, um, they're called threads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's eight threads Mm -hmm. and you pick two and basically that's how you mix and match your classes to give you like a a more defined CS career and like what you're interested in. And two of them that I chose from the very beginning, from the very beginning, semester one, were media and people. And so basically media classes are a lot like... um, uh, UI design, uh, you know, like stuff that I like, like the mm-hmm. psychology of color, stuff like that. And then 
people is about um, mostly like psychology classes so putting them together is like how do you make things that are nice to use for people mm -hmm. um and that particular combination of threads is marked as the easy way out for CS, <laughs> CS people. And I got, I got roasted so much for it. And I was just like, I don't like, why are y'all so mean? Like, okay, like these are, this is actually what I like. Like, let me, yeah, yeah, let yeah. me live in peace. And then what was really funny is that my friends who roasted me in the first year being like, oh, Lily's just taking the easy way out of CS by the end of their degree they were struggling so much with other threads that they also became media and people i was like <laughs> how dare you <laughs> so i don't quite remember which thread my brother take but i know vividly he told me he took the easy no, way out so, rude. <laughs> so i i might have to ask him and get back to you on which thread he's doing but you know for my brother he doesn't care too much about the grade necessarily you just care about i just want to get out oh i just want to get goodness. out i don't care what threat but i think I, i'm not sh i'm sure he he one of the threat i'm sure is either media people but definitely he's not doing both in combination but yeah i remember he just complained to me he just went easy oh way out but i felt like even i i know people always say it as easy way out but i feel like regardless the track that you take absolutely which is why i get really annoyed there are going to be some hard classes it's just it's just people always label it as easier but it's not necessarily easier right so yeah yeah it's, it's why i get so annoyed when they say that i'm like i'm gonna fight <laughs> you and i'm just like how how dare you yeah. do this and so anyway fine for for uh what is it industrial yeah. engineering you didn't take the easy path, okay? <laughs> but I can I can attest I can mm -hmm. attest and said that at the time the operation research route is definitely the hardest among really all. what made it harder? So a lot of classes revolves around optimization, efficiency. And so optimization is like very mathy and very like the reason what the reason I said that is very PhD focus is because there's a lot of like classes that it needs to be like proof in math mm. and you have to think outside of the box on how to solve the problem and i know there's like undergrad class called optimization that everyone has to take in that major a lot of people fail those classes right it's not and and imagine that track is specifically focused on those type of thing it is mm. hard it's hard and getting harder and harder right so so why did you choose that track if it's more geared towards like phd in the well future? so i can say i'm better no no, no i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> so actually at the time i was actually considering going to phd too oh so not not many people know this but like when i was doing that major i pretty much know a lot of professors in that department and one of the professors that i took she is from turkey and i took like three or four classes with her and she said yeah if you want to come on as phd like i can be your advisor right oh. and yeah and she was like oh why don't you like you know hop into my class like her phd class that she teach right and just <laughs> to see how it feels like but at the time so for me, the constraint is more around how many years this would take, right? The PhD life. Mm -hmm. I don't want to spend like four years and then like, I don't see anything coming out of it. 
So I was, tell, I was asking my uh, the advisor, or, or will be the advisor at the time, and say, you think I can finish it within three years or earlier? Jeez, okay. She said, if you work hard, you can finish it within three years. But then I was like, mm, do I want to work myself to the bone? I mean, <laughs> Just you because... are. Um, That's how you live your life. Well, which is why I, I took my first master as a proxy, just to see how the class load would be like and whether I would like it or not. But ever since I did my first master, I went to work. I mean, even till today, I there's still part of me that wanted to do a PhD, which I might be. I, I don't know. I can't confirm nor deny. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just like school better than working in general, but... Yeah, it's kind of hard. It's like you, when you go to PhD, obviously you won't get as much money, right, as working in corporate. Sure. But it really depends on, you know, what I'm interested. But for now, I think I'll stay corporate. But I still don't know where I'll end up. Mm. I feel like there's... um. So you mentioned that you had, like, professors that you were really close to in your major. Is Do you think that's, like, specifically how you navigated those classes or do you think everybody in like the industrial engineering was close to their definitely not everyone close to their professor for for me the reason Mm. so for me i i chose the professor if i could based on their credential so basically like what they have done previously for the research and as i mentioned before i actually did an undergrad research with another professor which is why uh, basically, on analytics stuff, uh, it, there was a project with government. I couldn't disclose much further, but <laughs> it was funded by the government. Uh, <laughs> and that was when it kicked off my interest in, in analytics, which is why I went to the master's for analytics specifically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of how I chose the class. Not necessarily like, oh, this professor is easier than I go for that professor. There are times where I, I wanted to, to be that way, right? Oh, yeah. Let's take some easy classes, but it's kind of hard. Yeah, it's nothing easy like that. So. Yeah, because I remember like that's that's one thing I was mm, I was really scared to talk to my professors in college, mm. and so I don't really know any of them, and I don't think very th- there's probably only one professor that might remember like who I am in my like CS classes. Mm. And that was the professor that asked me if I wanted to do, like, undergrad research with him. Mm. Um, So I did that. But otherwise, like, I made no effort to talk to my professors. And that's something that I wish I would have changed a little bit. Mm. But also, like, looking back still, I don't really know what I would have done to get closer to my professors. I was just using, you know, I was just, like, taking the classes, like, I didn't really have a choice in the professor, so I kind of just, you know? Yeah, I can see why you are like that. Because the, the thing is, for industrial engineering classes, usually you have about 30 to 40 people max, right? But for oh. CS classes, you have like the entire auditorium. It's... There's like 300 people Exactly, you'll be like, man, if I talk to the professor, other people are going to look at me like, yo, are you trying to... You know, do something, something to get a higher grade, or what are you trying to do, right? So yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and and even the professor office hours for like industrial engineering classes. Like if you go there, literally, like it's either you and the professor alone, 
or you and just a few students alone right? so you get more alone time to talk about what they did they research with uh, research on and then also what they're interested in mm-hmm. so you kind of get more personal level interaction whereas the computer science you have like one professor 300 students it's really hard to kind of connect in the personal level yeah unless, it's yeah unless what unless you like reach out to them specifically like whether through undergrad research and think they're more personal level right then you get to know them better so yeah like one one thing was that like i don't even know what to ask even if i go to office hours like what am i supposed to say to them like what do i talk about i mean don't you have assignment and things like that i mean for okay to be fair for cs you do have like TA to answer most of the questions. Yeah, if we right? have any like actual content assignment questions, the TAs need to take care of that. Right, because right. Because the classes are so big. Each class has like, I'm thinking of, like our basic CS intro classes, and they each have like what, like 10 TAs at least? Yeah, see, that's a big differentiation for industrial engineering. At most, at most, you only have one TA, right? Oh, and, okay. And, most, and some of the classes requires coding right some classes like i said you have to prove do this math proof and everything especially those probability and statistic class essentially you talk to your professor right so that's mm-hmm. kind of why you, you you know you get to know them in more personal level oh yeah i guess that makes sense like mm-hmm. even the professor that asked me if i wanted to do research with him i didn't really ever talk to him it was just like the class was kind of small enough and mm-hmm. we have assignments obviously so i do them and then i think he liked one of our final presentations a lot mm. and so he asked if i wanted to do it and i was just like this is the first time a professor has noticed <laughs> me of course i'll do research and yeah, so, notice me senpai notice me i know notice <laughs> me yeah um and the funny funny about the when you were talking about your government research that you can't disclose. Yeah. So the, the professor that asked me to do research, he does uh, computer ethics is the class. Mm. Um, and so his entire PhD, all of his, um, all of his, what is the, what is the opposite of, of advisor? Like the PhD students, I guess, underneath him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he has a bunch of them and they're all doing research in various ethical practices in like social communities which Mm. is um very (laughs) there's a lot of fine lines in there so one of them was about uh child trafficking on instagram right oh and so Mm. they have to (laughs) he was telling me about like it's really weird to submit a proposal for a grant from georgia tech right to like for (laughs) this amount of money that's going to be used as a buy-in to get into this child trafficking ring on Instagram. Like, Georgia Tech has to fund that. And, like, if something goes wrong, there's a big problem. Um, the research that I was working on is about Chinese censorship. And so mm, okay. um, there's, a, you know, the platform, like, Weibo or Weibo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the Chinese social platform. Yeah, it's basically like a Twitter but the way that the Chinese language works is that the pronunciations of the words could be the same, but the characters could be completely different. So words yeah, like yeah. government, the characters would be censored, but the pronunciations, if you replace them with garbage characters that don't mean anything, but the pronunciations are the same, 
um, we were writing bots to see if those would also get censored. Um, mm. And there's a lot of things like that, that if something goes wrong or if like the Chinese government like came after us, <laughs> it would be bad news. Um, and so yeah. the running joke in our lab was always like, if one of us goes missing one day, <laughs> this is why. Yeah. And so they're, they're asking you for uh, you know, tea chat. That's how we call it in Chinese. Tea chat. Yeah. Essentially, in there's a like not a joke, but like if they say someone is taking you for like a tea, mm. uh, like a tea time or yeah, essentially they take you to interrogate you inside. Yes. There's a Chinese saying for it, but, but yeah, I, I get what your colleague is saying. That's pretty much like the joke. Yeah, yeah. so that's uh, that was like my undergrad research experience. Mm. Yeah, I think my undergrad research is the same. I work with a PhD and a professor, and I don't know how much I can disclose, but the professor <laughs> was Chinese-American as well. I guess Taiwanese-American to be exact. And I remember the first time meeting him in his office, like when I was I signed up for this undergrad research, right? He was like, okay, Mario, here's a book. I was like, okay, take it back, read the whole thing. Next time you come here, I'm going to ask you everything in that book. Whoa, okay. I was like, okay, how much time I have? He's like, oh, three days. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? So I was like, okay. So I went back, I looked through the entire book, right? And I was like, oh, this guy looks serious. Looks like he's going to quiz me and stuff. Three days later, I went there. He's like, okay, grab a paper. And he asked me things on that book. I was like, whoa, Whoa. this is crazy. But yeah, I I managed to answer his question. So he's like, okay, you good. So then he assigned me to this. That was the first time I actually coded more than 10,000 lines in any kind of project. That was the first time. And that was written in MATLAB. Imagine how old this oh. is. It's written in MATLAB. And yeah, it, it was a very interesting project, which is why it kind of sparked my interest in this analytics space. But yeah, I, I'm i grateful that I, I had an opportunity. But at the same time, I felt like it was very military style that he just asked me, hey, read this. Oh, yeah. I quiz you three days after. I was like, wow. That's intense. What, what? I wonder what would have happened if you weren't able to answer the questions like, Sorry, you can't work in this lab. So there were few of us that applied to... So the reason I got this role was one of my friends also applied to it. He told me, oh, let's let's do it then. So he also got it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I have never heard of anyone failing. So I guess, you know, maybe he just dared to scare people. But yeah. Dang. Yeah, my, my research was definitely a lot more chill. The contents were not that yeah. chill, but our work in it, or at least my work in it, is pretty chill. Mm. Yeah, that was the semester that I told you about, like 21 hours mm. credit, plus Panda Express, lunch and dinner, lunch and dinner, and then weekend I still go to the lab and work on those stuff, but yeah. Yes, your Panda Express semester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So switching to our experiences, right, is there any... I mean, I know we are both in badminton clubs. Yeah. Is there any any other clubs that you joined uh, when you were at Tech? Oh, I had a lot, actually. I did a lot of different things. Um, oh, gosh. I was obviously part of badminton. There was a group that I was a part of that... I did a lot of things with kids. So there was one about 
Mm. Um, taking care of, not taking care of, what is it? Like Men- mentoring? Uh, what's the. So there's a group of Chinese adoptee kids who are adopted by、mm. non Chinese parents, right? But、mm-hmm. those non Chinese parents, they want their kids to still have. Um, like influences on Chinese culture and like still have that、oh, okay. kind of like link to their heritage. And so、mm-hmm. we did, I was part of a club that did two things. One of them was to host、um, basically like playgroup sessions with those kids and to teach them like we made mood cakes and teach them about like Chinese culture and stuff like that so they don't lose it. And then also the, the kids can have connections with other adoptee kids and then the parents can also have connections with. Other parents and also with us who are more in tune with Chinese culture. And so that was one half of it. The other half was we raised money for an,、um, for an orphanage in mainland China where they, have, they care for kids with disability. And so we raised、wow. money for that. So that was one club. I did a, I did a few other、um, Like volunteering for daycares or after school programs, and we just like teach kids how to read, or I help them. like, I, I actually help with code. There's like,、uh, you know, the, there's like <laughs> programs for kids where instead of they just like、um, drag blocks around to make for loops yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I taught yeah. that class.、Um, what else? Yeah actually, yeah, actually, I volunteered that exact similar thing, not at tech, but at a company I work with、uh, at a time. And they basically bring in a lot of like elementary, you know, like very、mm-hmm. early on elementary students to the campus. Yeah. And essentially, that's what we did.、Uh, and then you had to mentor them. It, actually, it's pretty fun. I actually like those.、Sessions. It is really fun. Like, we had a game、yeah. where we had to take like a. A honeybee, and you have to move him like left and right to get to the flower. <laughs> and、so、you have to write like the four loops to get them, move them three spaces, and stuff like that. Got it. Interesting. It was really cute.、Yeah. Um, I really like doing things like that. There w a s a bunch of、um, like Asian culture clubs I was part of. I even did like a dance.、Uh, oh, yeah, I yeah. I remember that one. one. Yes.、Um, I found that video I'm recently. I'm surprised. Mm. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm not in it. I, if I had I, gone back in time and had I had I had explored some kind of dance before, I would have joined it for sure. It was super fun. And like, I have,、yeah. very, I have like no dance experience and also like no rhythm.、Mm. Um, but they were super supportive and like, no one's. I mean, there's people who are amazing, and then there's obviously people like me、yeah. who are like very beginner. but... They did a really good job of helping everybody. And、mm. I was watching our performance video recently. I found it.、Um, and <laughs> there's like so many places where I'm the only one like offbeat. <laughs> Or there's a place、oh. where we're running and we have to run like really fast, really far. And I、mm-hmm. trip and like I almost、oh. fall and bring other people down with me. Thankfully, <laughs> it didn't happen. But there's definitely a part like that. But yeah, I don't know. I did, I did a lot of different things while in college. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I guess you, I think a lot of things that you do are more impactful, right? Compared to me. I, when I went to Georgia Tech, the only thing I focused on was the only club I was focused on, to be honest, was badminton. Badminton or nothing else. I mean, so that's the, only, that's the only club that I joined. I, I could care less about other clubs. Not to say that other clubs is not interesting, 
You just, but it, it's a time I, commitment for sure. Yeah, like I played badminton since growing up, so that's like one thing I'm very passionate. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's the thing I joined. Although we did some other had some other experience where right? we had, we basically did this like fundraising by selling boba and stuff. If oh yeah, before. yeah. We have to. <laughs> yeah. Every club has to do one fundraiser per year, and so that yeah. we we sold boba on campus. Um, I yeah. I think we did a pretty good job. I don't remember a whole lot about it actually. Well, that was a time where I become more. Not necessarily extrovert, but I just do it to make money for our club. If that makes sense. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just gotta have to do what you have to do, right? To to make that money, and oh that's the gosh. one thing I felt like I wasn't too comfortable with previously. But given that we, well, given that I was president at the time, I had to lead, and and you know by example. Oh so you know, this unlocked the memory. When, in addition to fundraising efforts, we also need to do tabling, where we ask, um, where we like set up a booth and we there's talk to passing students and ask them if they're interested in the club, get them on mailing list, tell them about practices and stuff like that. So we try to get like new club members. And there was a point in time, I don't know if you remember this, but instead of waiting for the people to come to our table to talk to us you actually found girls sitting by this fountain and you went to them to talk to if you if they wanted to join the club and we're like oh mario's out here making moves on the girls wait i did yeah you did (laughs) There, there was one semester particularly where i did that that was back in summer no 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 this was during school you were talking to um you were talking to girls sitting like eating lunch by themselves like next mm. to our like campus fountain thing and you were like hey are you interested in badminton like i'm part of the badminton club you should join the club and so you would talk to them that way so i have reasoning for that uh oh yeah because at a time right so so i know for our club we don't have a lot of female members right yeah. if that makes sense and I, I know I, I know a lot of uh, guys want to play mixed double, which is like a pair of male and female combination. Yeah. And I I know one way to attract more guys is to get more female members, right? Oh so one of my goal was to reach out to them because I feel like a lot of female members really not interested in badminton unless they have been exposed to badminton that they are interested then they'll come and apply otherwise they wouldn't even try at all right i mean that's that's fair yeah yeah so that's that's my only intention my intention wasn't like oh, oh. I'm, I'm looking for potential target you know no that's not that's <laughs> not my reasoning otherwise like if, if that's my goal otherwise i would have come out of that with a girlfriend if that makes sense right oh my gosh uh, but that didn't happen. So that proves my point that that wasn't my intention to begin with. Well, I mean, that doesn't prove that your intention wasn't that. Because, it, <laughs> you know, like intention, execution, you know, it, it's a little different. But if you, yeah, okay. if you can promise that it wasn't for sinister intentions, then I, I will believe you. No, because the exact same thing happened back in summer 2017. I was interning mm. for this bank, right, that we commonly know about and oh, yeah. i remember after after work like during my night after work right we have ta- 
like we have a table session right at tech Green, which is like a very big space in our campus where a lot of clubs were there right i was wearing like the business casual clothes right and i went there literally this is what i planned right i told one of the members to bring couple rackets and shuttle mm. as people walk by i just hand them the racket and be like yo let's play oh <laughs> that's what God. i that's what i did and guess what that semester we had the highest signups ever ever i'm talking about like the highest sign up and the highest female member sign up ever in history of, of our yeah. club okay. so congrats congrats while other members look at me like mm, what is your intention like what are you doing this but i feel like i did my part to help i mean you did you did yeah, i yeah. i commend you for that that, that i think this was a year the summer that i was in california so i couldn't help out mm. yeah but i feel um, like yeah i feel like people came for first or second session then they just like ghosted the club after <laughs> and only if only the few actually stayed so yeah yeah and like mixed doubles is fun but it's also kind of intimidating like i play mixed doubles with you but not <laughs> not very often right like... yeah, yeah true true yeah but yeah i think those are the fun time for sure do you like regret only being in badminton or like do you do you think that's like the like a good club that really satisfied your social life in college so i think i'm okay with just having badminton clubs but if i had gone back in time i would definitely slow down the amount of classes that i'm mm. taking while also joining other clubs that could have been interest mm. i i feel like that's something that i would change i feel like school shouldn't be rushed that's like the best experience you could have like you shouldn't rush it for me i i was rushing it essentially i was trying to get out mm. fast right so that was kind of like where i was at but thinking back i felt like yeah should enjoy school some more yeah i agree i definitely kept one of the my required graduation classes like yeah. in the bank right so i i could <laughs> not graduate until i took that class and i made sure yeah to stretch out all the credits and just take extra until um, I until I hit all four years. Because originally I was planning to graduate early. And then mm. I was like, why? Well, I, I, I kind of want to stay here. Like, I don't really want to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I ended up actually taking too many credits. And so I went over mm. like the hours that I was allowed for scholarships and stuff. But I don't regret mm -hmm. that. So it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I to totally agree. Like. If I could go back, I'll definitely take more classes. Just stay as long as I could, mm -hmm. rather than just trying to rush things. But yeah, but is there anything that you want to do, like something that you didn't do back then, but not thinking back, this is what you you would do mm. if you can go back in time. Is there anything like that? If there, okay, let's see. Things that I didn't do, but I wish I would have. Because I said because I suddenly I, I suddenly have stuff that I wish I could have done. But but oh, yeah. really? But let me ask you first. I just want to see from your perspective. Oh gosh. Okay. I let's see. Do I have anything? I feel like I was most myself during college. At least the first two years. Mm. Um, I didn't care about anything, and I. Uh, is that is that true? Hold on. Let me think about this. 
I did so many things during college. I don't know how I slept at all. I just... I had so many experiences that I don't know if there was anything I missed per se, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, because I remember you were doing a lot of things in school, like clubs and even like some yeah. coding, like some coding, tur- not tournament, but like some kind of like hacker code or something. I forgot the name of it, but there were a few. I did a lot of hackathons back yeah, yeah, then. Exactly. I did a lot of jobs. I worked at that boba shop, right? I also mm-hmm. tutored. Um, I also did like SAT tutoring and like. I also taught some Japanese men English. <laughs> wow. Um, You're more productive then, than I am. <laughs> I mean, like, back then I was crazy. And then after, like, in addition, all the daycare after school programs and all my classes and the badminton and all the clubs. I don't, and then, like, I think that was also the semester when I was dancing. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know how I had time and energy for all those things, but because I did all of that, I don't really look back and think I missed anything. Maybe one thing is I wish I would have gone to badminton more. Actually, I felt like you went to badminton quite a bit in the beginning when when we first met, right? And then slowly you can see the tailing off, like slowly, okay, slowly, well, slowly. Okay, to be fair, to be fair, like. <laughs> I like my main reason for going to badminton in my first year was because my friends were there mm. and then my second year it became a little rockier um, like my one of my really good friends and I like just kind of we didn't have like a falling out but we just like really stopped hanging out and so I didn't really go to badminton again um, and then the third and fourth year I just I don't know why I didn't really play that much I think I just felt kind of out of place mm-hmm. in the club and yeah. so I just I went sometimes to hang out with people but I definitely didn't feel like I should have been there for some reason mm. yeah I think I I think you have told me about this before about your friend or yeah roommate oh, that's a story yeah. for another time yeah. but yeah but I know so for me, I treat badminton club slightly different than you are, uh, mm. because, like I mentioned, I always take a lot of classes. I stress myself out for no reason. Then when Friday comes, that's when I was like, "Yo, it's badminton time!" <laughs> <laughs> I went there. I don't care who I play. I just smash everything to the ground. You know, that's okay. Oh for me, goodness. badminton is a really good stress reliever. Uh, mm-hmm. Like without me going crazy, I guess that's one way to 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 do it. And also, I always miss the time after badminton. Usually, as a club, we will go out to eat, right? We go to the mm-hmm. ramen shop. We go to different shop to eat. Those are the time that I felt like, had that not been existed in my college life, I felt like it would be quite boring for me. Yeah. So for sure, for sure. So that's why I appreciate a lot of those experiences, and that's why I was fine just settling with one club, if that makes sense. And, and the fact that I was being forced to become a president, like, that doesn't help at all. <laughs> that makes it, that makes it... Yeah. That makes me investing more time than I should, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I definitely, I was just somebody who helps out with the club, and then, like, yeah. the president changed every year. Yeah. But, like, I feel like nobody was really prepared to be president <laughs> any, any single year that I was there. I was just, like, 
hey, like you y'all are crazy. Here's here's all the documents you need to know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you are the only person that's like static. Everyone else, like the president and others, keep changing, right? I was like, yeah. <laughs> when I first became the president of the club, I was like, okay, Lily, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do that? <laughs> I was so confused, right? And Basically, yeah, every single president had the exact same questions for me, and I was like, why is this happening? Yeah, literally, the president before me, right? He was like, okay, today we decided, like, literally that night, he was like, okay, we decided, Mario, you become president. I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see this coming at all. So it was funny because we were all we were at like um Korean barbecue, yeah, right? And yeah. then he was just like, "All right, so like <laughs> I'm I'm leaving the club." No, he wasn't leaving. He was like, "I'm stepping down as president next year. Next year's president will be Mario." And then he just started clapping, and everybody else also started clapping. I was like, and we were "Oh like, my god!" <laughs> I remember you looking at me like, "What in the world?" <laughs> yeah, but you know. That aside, I think it was pretty fun uh, to begin with. It was really fun, yeah. And I kind of, um, I didn't get to do a lot of that in the last couple of years of mm, college. Yeah. Just hang out, hang out enough with badminton. So I, I think that would be my one change is mm. to invest a bit more time. Yeah. Um, and be more comfortable with y'all because I don't really know why I felt so like out of place mm. back then, but I. I think that was just all in my head, and if I felt more comfortable in the club, then I would have just spent more time. Yeah, but also I felt like a lot of your friends, they were either graduated or living, right? So I think that might be one of the reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like for me, I felt like a lot of silly memories was from badminton. So one of them, I'm pretty sure like the friends that listen to this, they, they know. I, essentially, I was I was driving some beat up Toyota, not not the Toyota that I sold, but like earlier Toyota that was more beat up. Oh, right. Yes. And we parked at our gym. This or... is an infamous story. Infamous story, right? I wasn't right? in the car, but I know right. this. So it was nighttime. I parked right right in front of parking. There's like a a curb or a stone, if that makes sense, right? To it's, yeah, you know, there's like at the end of parking lots or at the part end of parking spaces, there's like a big rock, like yeah, yeah, big yeah, brick, yeah, that tells you like, hey, stop here. <laughs> okay, so don't I don't go any further. So I parked the car, right, like facing, facing, facing it, right, and then as we were about to leave, I was like, okay, yeah, the exit is there. So I literally like drove over that rock. That's hard, too. <laughs> yeah, drove over that rock, and they were like. People, there were like three or four members in the car. They were like, oh, what did we hit? I was like, okay, okay, no problem. I reversed back to, <laughs> to hit it one more time. And they were like, what in the heck is going on? I was like, oh, it's okay. My car is beat up. Cannot be more beat up than it is. So it's okay. And since then, that joke was like, oh yeah, Mario is the only one that, you know, drove over the curb and come back again. Uh, but incredible. incredible. No one has done that in the club, in in the history of the club, I would say. Not the not that anybody talks about. I feel like it was worse <laughs> because you had multiple witnesses. Yeah, they were in the car, and then I told them, "Ah, oh, it's okay. Don't worry, it's okay." And then I reversed <laughs> and I hit it again one more time, and it's just beyond them. So, yeah, th- those are the time that I felt like, yeah, it's pretty like valuable, and also the the fact that we also gone to other school for a tournament and stuff like i don't know if you were there there were one time where we went we ran uh, i think it was like university of florida right we went there to compete we ran this like big airbnb 
middle of nowhere, super dark. Like I was there. And the house literally creeps everyone out. Oh yeah, I think you were there, right? So I think that's where we played mixed, right? Um, in South Carolina. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Was it South Carolina or Florida? I don't quite remember. Mm, I only went to the one in South Carolina, and I remember I remember that being a pretty creepy house because of all the, mm. all the, <laughs> all the dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's like dolls yeah. and the pictures and stuff. I was like, whoa, okay. But but yeah, I think that was pretty fun. Like having everyone. In the house, and mm-hmm. yeah, that's just something you like. Even this day, if you try to find that many people in one house, it's almost impossible. So yeah, it was a huge house, and then even then, we didn't have enough beds for people. So yeah. there was like air mattresses. I think I slept on the couch with like four other people. Yeah, yeah, I slept on one of the like small couch or something. I I know it was either you and someone else, and yeah, yeah, I don't quite remember, but there were a lot of people in the house. So. Yeah, those are the best parts of college, so... Yeah, for sure. I wish we had more of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, for me, definitely something I would have done if I go back in time is actually dating. Date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like... I don't know what got into me. So, the thing is, like, for me, I'm the person... Or at least that's what I think I am, is if I set a goal... Like I just I just need to complete it regardless whatever happened in my surrounding I just need to finish it. I remember before coming to tech like my goal was okay, I gotta put hundred fifty percent in school, focus on everything in school. I don't care about everything else, which is why mm-hmm. for me dating was never a thing for me to mm. like not even a question that I would consider while I was in college. I mean sure yeah there are girls that are like oh yeah they look pretty good you know they look cute but I never like. Like, reaching out someone, like, for a date or something was never a thing on my head. Hmm. And I felt like I wouldn't even have the courage to ask that to begin with. At the time, at the time. Yeah. So, that was one thing I said I would have changed. And then, uh, another thing that I mentioned earlier is not to take too many cuts at the same time. Yeah. Because that's pretty much, like, one way to make the experience worse. (laughs) So, yeah, but other than that, yeah, everything else is fine. Yeah, I wouldn't change anything else. Yeah, I remember I remember talking about this a bit um, with, uh, like, taking too many classes, not having enough time to date. And I remember saying that, like, one thing that I would have changed is maybe I would have dated less. And then you said no. <laughs> that is like, that's like low-key dissing what I was looking for. <laughs> Literally say, oh yeah, I have dates, but I don't want dates if I go back. I was like, no. I don't no. even want them, Mario. Yeah. Take them away from me. <laughs> no, I mean like, I, <laughs> I think um, I don't know. It's not that like, not any of my relationships. Well, most of my relationships like, were pretty good. I just like my last semester, my last year, I was single. That was like the only year that I was single. I'm jealous. Um, and I, <laughs> I, mean, I, ha- I feel like I had a better time when I was single because I was more free to do other things. Yeah, yeah. I um, guess from, from that point of view, I agree. Yeah, because my junior year relationship mm. was really rough. And then the other years, I was in like this long-term, long-distance mm. relationship, which was fine. But like, I don't know. 
um, I feel like I could have done a little more with my college experience if I wasn't like dating per se. And maybe that's not true, but that's kind of just what I what I think. Yeah, it's like it's like two extreme perspective, right? It's like if you are single, mm. like the, the entire college life, you want to get a date. <laughs> if you are dating quite a bit, you feel like I will have more time if I'm single. So regardless which spectrum you are, I feel like it's really hard to debate this because the one spectrum will want to be the other, right? That's fair. And yeah, but all I'm saying is that at least one, just give me one time. <laughs> that's all I need I don't care about how many just one time but you know it is what it is it's already your passed time is so coming. I can... it's coming you're gonna uh, get yeah. this date sooner or later Mario but these days I'm not really I mean I, I've been to dates before I mean since then but mm. yeah so I, I, I'm not like necessarily need like, oh, I need more dates or things like that but I just wish I had that experience in colleges because I think perspective is very different in colleges when you are a student than when you are an adult. So. Yeah, dating in school is really different from dating as an adult. Yeah, for sure. So, I get that. Yeah. Cool. Anything else that uh, you're mesmerizing about during college time? Not really. Um... I did want to point out, I feel like we've never really talked about this, but the name of our podcast is actually based on the fact that we went to Georgia Tech. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's like a little fun fact is that the Georgia Tech mascot is a yellow jacket, but I like to call it like the bee because mm. it just sounds cuter, I guess. And so um, if you're curious why this pod is called Bee Bite, it is because we're both Georgia Tech bees who... who um, exist in the technology space. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I felt like we never talk about <laughs> it, but yeah, now the the truth is out. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As the legend goes, that's how yes. the, that's how the name was created. Yeah. yeah. So I guess one final question that I have, looking mm-hmm. back now, right, from your college life now to your adult life, do you feel like those experiences? help you in terms of like transitioning from a student to like adult right in working professionally or do you feel like it's just an experience that it is nice to have but not necessarily like translatable if that makes sense i'm sure there are some things that are transferable but overall i like to think of them as like two completely different experiences Mm. because i think the person that exist fully in college is completely different as the adult lily who exists now Mm. um and i'm like personality traits and stuff i'm sure are similar right and like the way i handle situations back in college probably is about the same as how i like handle situations now but back in college i definitely was a little bit freer with my thoughts and emotions mm. and now I think there's a lot more things that I think about and I was not very good at like knowing how to handle like burnout mental health stuff like that back then and then during adult life you kind of have to be able to navigate all of that mm. and it took me a little bit of time but I feel like I'm way better at it and so 
I don't know. I just think I'm sure there's some things that transition, but to me, in my brain, there's two completely different versions of myself. Well, like one in college and one as like a corporate adult. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, for me, I felt like a lot of things that I studied are transferable in my space. Mm. But also at the same time, I was pretty serious in school back then, so. You were really into school. I didn't care about school almost at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we are pretty much like the opposite of each other. Like you, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you come to the club. I'm like, this girl doesn't look like she care about anything. You know, she just. I don't care about she anything. She just live just as free as possible, busy. right? And then for me, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, I need to get this right. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to make sure everything <laughs> is right. So I just feel like I, for me, I'll de- things definitely transferable. But thinking back, I should loosen up a bit more. Maybe that was looking at yeah. looking at me being like so on on hmm what what is the word I'm looking for like unscheduled <laughs> in life and like kind of strange like what were your first impressions of me when I met you in school when I met you in school yeah yeah did you think that was like very strange for so there are two sides to this so first time when i meet you i was like whoa this girl is so carefree you know she doesn't care what is going on she just live her own life and she's happy right but at the same time when i remember when i came became a president of the club and you showed me all the you know like google sheets of everything i was like wow she's actually super organized in this regards so it it (laughs) kind of took me by surprise if that makes sense oh really at the time i didn't think like looking at just your personality, I wouldn't think you are the person who is so organized in terms of document and stuff. Oh. But when I saw that side, I was like, okay, yeah, never judge a book by a cover. That's what I learned. <laughs> never judge a person, right? So that's kind of like the mentality that I took after the fact, like meeting anyone, just don't judge them. Just hmm. they could act like one way, but beneath, like with beneath the surface, they could have been doing something else. And I hmm. think that's one life lesson I learned. At least from you, I think that's kind of what I learned. To wow. not judge people that hard, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay. Thank you for thank you for humoring no me. No problem. Yeah. So. Yeah. Other than that, and I, I'm sure you know we, like talking about school, it could be no ending, but before we close off, there's one thing I want to mention that I forgot to mention earlier is that during badminton we do have. Uh, like a barbecue time twice a year I believe where mm-hmm. all the members will hang out and then we have the well we have one of the pers- one of the PhD person in our club at the time we call him GTPD which is Jujutsu Tech Police <laughs> Department the Police Department and I don't remember exactly what the joke was but I know we always call him GTPD I just gotta give him uh-huh. a shout out that he is a good barbecue like handler like he just cook cook all the <laughs> things for us and and the fact that we spend time doing something else right? like playing volleyball or like we were playing something else i was a frisbee, frisbee. i was a frisbee girl yeah, back then. yeah yeah so yeah just just the fact that we do do those activities just feels nice uh yeah just very different um i know like like the two of us, we might have been the ones like organizing those events, but it's definitely the members who bring life to them. And so that was, yeah, I, I appreciate that about everybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But 
yeah, I, I guess you know. Yeah, shout out to GTPD. shout out to GTPD. <laughs> I don't think he listened to this podcast, but if he does, well, shout out to GTPD. GTPD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Any final words before we close off here? I feel like we've done final words like four times already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like. <laughs> you know, because like there are so much things to talk about in school like one episode know, doesn't do it yeah. justice if that makes sense there's definitely yeah there's so many different like facets to college that we're definitely gonna have to address them later mm-hmm. but i think this should i think i think we're good for now cool but yeah, yeah thanks everyone for listening to our pod and having fun with all our stories or Ooh. at least to us is fun but i hope it is fun to you guys too who's <laughs> listening but yeah so if you like this podcast, feel free to follow us on BeByPod on Instagram or email us at BeByPod at gmail.com. We'll see you guys next episode. Bye. Thanks. Bye.